Hi, John. Hi, Merlin. It's going to be one of those, huh? Hi, Merlin. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Uh, I'm real good. I'm selling internet perverts. Stunning. Stunning. Your photo's stunning. <laughs> oh, oh, don't let, I, don't let men tell you you're ugly. You're beautiful. Yeah, oh, smile, smile. Show more feet and smile. Uh, yeah, Grab the feet. I, I did that. <sighs> yeah. Sometimes I'll do that. Sometimes I'll click through. I'll click through to uh, to a dude who's there to like be an ally. Yeah, yeah. I love oh. those guys. Oh, stunning. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Uh, super stunning. Well, you know, and uh, of course, there's really no way you can comment at all. There's no wrong way to family. hit on women. <laughs> there's no wrong way. This is America. What's great is that you would think that you were like some rando on somebody's Instagram page and, and just the right compliment would like put you in the running with them or that they would be like, who is this masked man? Oh my God, he thinks who I'm, is this fascinating guy who thinks I'm attractive? He thinks I'm pretty. I know. So, he wants me to smile more. What if he likes my eyes? You know, as someone who's constantly mm-hmm. on the make <laughs> as I am. Are you? And, and also being, being made all the time. You get, I get made. I get, I, get, I get made all the time. People Whew. commenting. Just look at my Instagram page. It's full of people being like, stunning. God, God, you're stunning. Like your eyes. Yeah. Wow, your eyes. Has anybody ever told you you have beautiful eyes? Nobody I get tells that. me nothing. Every I'm time not, I, I am a, I am a non-player character. I am a non-combatant. <laughs> I have no libido. I receive no libido. I have not had libido since the Pixies were popular. Yeah. I don't have it. I'll do what I need to do to get the job done, but really I'd rather be looking at my phone. It is extraneous to need libido. <sighs> I feel Why so fortunate. Even... I feel so fortunate about so many things, John. Pound yeah. sign blessed. Yeah. I mean, I've got my hair. But I've you're got... not driven. You're not driven by your animal instincts. It just feels so desperate. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, I had times where I was very libidinal. I was mm-hmm. see part of it is also I started Arr. early. Arr. I started oh, very early. Yes. Oh, you were hot to trot in military school? Well, I watched a lot of TV as a kid and mm-hmm. you know, one of the overriding narratives is like meeting girls. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was easily infatuated. And it, I, that's an important distinction. I think infatuation is an important thing to be aware of. It's very different from actually caring about the other person which I think oh. is something a lot of these guys on Instagram don't realize. Being infatuated with somebody's photograph is very different from seeing them as a human being. Really? Well, <sighs> grab a coffee. I mean, I mean, Hi. but who cares? Listen, teens, <laughs> it's time right? to have some serious talk. I'm going to turn my chair around here. No, wait a minute. Were you a Christy McNichol or a Tatum O'Neill? Oh, all the great girls. <laughs> oh, let's talk crushes. Let's see. The earliest crush I can really remember putting my finger on was I didn't know her name at the time, but Jacqueline Bissett. Oh, really? Well, one of the early proto disaster movies was a, a sure. Dean Martin vehicle, an all star vehicle, really called Airport. Oh, Airport! And she played Gwen. She was the she, she was the flight attendant. You know, I, I I saw a picture of her the other day, and her name was right on the tip of my tongue. Thank you for putting it there. Yeah. Jacqueline Bissett. So I fell in love with lots of people. I was infatuated. I fell in infatuation oh. with lots of ladies on TV. Oh. <laughs> fell in love, I did. Oh, mm. you will. 
<laughs> Judge me by my size. <laughs> Wait three Ooh. seconds. <laughs> you know, my first uh, <laughs> stand back, my, Eve. I don't know how big this thing gets. My first crush was Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster. Oh, yeah, because she was in Candle Shoe. Yeah, right. And then she was in um, and his bears. She, she was in Bad News. Oh, no, that was Tatum O'Neill, right? Who am Who I thinking it? of? Oh no, no, was it Jodie Foster? Who's in Bad News Bears? Jodie Foster. Tatum O'Neill was. Uh, she was in. Um, she was in Paper Moon with her father. No, it was Tatum O'Neill was in Bad News Bears. No way. Yes. No, 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 no. Yes, no. I'm afraid so. Tatum, Tatum O'Neill. Oh, she was in the Bad News Bears. Yeah. Jody, and so believe me. Oh, you me, know what it is? Little Darlings. That's what screwed little me Darlings. up. Do you remember Little, little Darlings? Darlings? Of course. That was the one that had it all. It had Tatum Christy and Christy. McNichol, Tatum. Tatum. Ugh. Well, what was the Jodie Foster a, that I'm thinking of? Jodie well, Foster. Well, so she was in, she was in uh, Bugsy Malone. Oh, that's right. such a good, th- that soundtrack is so good. Her name is Tallulah. The great, the great Paul Williams. He uh, could have All the great crushes. And it's got uh, that nut job. Scott Bayo's in it. Scott Bayo. There's Not a pie the fight. Remember the pie fight? Fuzzy. Come on, do I remember the pie fight? <laughs> I haven't memorized. I can choreograph it for you right now. <laughs> I watched that video. I have. I have a really crappy like DVD rip of that. That's terrible. But I'll watch that video. The final scene with the little black kids like playing the piano, and it starts. Yeah. And there's the pie fight. The kid who plays the villain guy is really good too. He's great, and you know he's not an actor. He was just some some British kid that they they uh, they were casting kids. They're always jamming the British on us. They were they were casting kids, and they were like, "Who's the who's the biggest bully in the school?" And the kids were all like, "That kid." And they were like, "Come here, kid. You we're there. gonna make you a star." And I think he just ended up being like some I don't know some guy that worked in a factory or something. You Let's know, because that movie was made in England the same way that that Star Star uh, War. Oh, at a Pinebrook so, Studio type situation. Yeah, it was one of those. Yeah, typical jam. They have big sound stages there. Real estate's a lot less costly. Yeah, well, that's the thing. London real estate, you can yeah. have it for a song. Yeah, you can build I mean, it anywhere, Gubna. Get it on your mobile. Yeah. She was well, on, back- uh, oh my goodness, she was on so many TV shows. Who? Dude, uh, so I'm looking at the uh, the uh, movie science still? page for uh, Jodie Foster. Oh, Jody. She was on, I'm just going to do, oh, sh- she did the voice of Pugsley Adams? What? That can't be right. I don't even right. know what Pugsley Adams is, and I'm impressed. Well, I think that was probably the animated Adams Family. She oh, was oh, on. Oh, she was. Uh, she was the amazing Chan and and the Chan Clan. She was on um, uh, My Three Sons. Oh, courtship of Eddie's really? father. She's been. Oh, she's on. Uh, she was. She was a missing child on Adam Twelve. How do you feel about Fred McMurray? I always enjoyed Fred McMurray. I th- Fred I Mc- thought he was sort of like a, what like a like a TV Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, right. And I, but I always, as a kid, I was a little suspicious of TV Jimmy Stewart. I have to say, Fred. Well, yeah, he had those little, little like eyebrows. He's got those little beady eyes that are too close together. Yeah, and too much eyebrow, I think. But then too I've always eyebrow. been somebody that's a little suspicious of too much eyebrow because I, you know, because I'm from a low eyebrow. Well, I, they're I, blonde. I have low Q or whatever, low eyebrow Q. Oh, this is so confusing to me. T. I have low T. That's what. Oh, I mean. you're low in T. You ready for this? Here's where I got confused. So Tatum O'Neill is with her father, playing with her father in the great film Paper Moon, a very good movie. Right. Featuring the great although, Madeline Kahn. Although he's a bad dad. Well, he is selling Bibles. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. But I mean, in real life. Oh, yeah. he's problematic, you're saying. He's super problematic. Is he? Is he? Not he good wasn't at nice all. to Farrah Fawcett, is that right? No, he wasn't good to Tatum now, either. Farrah, I'm Farrah Fawcett had been with Lee Majors at one point. Wasn't that? Was isn't that a flipperoo? Wasn't Farrah? Weren't, weren't Farrah and Ryan before Farrah and Lee? I don't remember. 
But then all the, of those, all yeah. of those Disney films starring David Niven, yeah. I always think of them as featuring Jodie Foster. But, oh, okay. uh, but you know, Foxes. Do you remember Foxes? Also starring Scott Baio. Yeah, all of those. There's a, there was a spate of like I think PG movies that were kind of playing off the whole like sexy not slasher movies exactly but playing off the whole like sexy teen r-rated movie right there was that there was a little romance which is very sweet and had diane lane uh there were there was the the mad magazine movie up the academy oh up the academy there's a lot of like there was i think there's a fair amount of sexy stuff going on some of it fairly problematic it's the uh it's the it's the porky's problem Ugh. Okay, so here's what's here's another thing that's screaming me up. This is a rat king of actresses. So I'm almost done. Up the Academy is a terrible movie. By it's the not way. a good movie. Um, <laughs> it barely features Alfred E. Newman at all. I think he's just in the end. <laughs> well, but it is directed by Robert Downey Sr. Robert Downey's he did Putney Swope. I mean, I, he was a famous director. I think he did funny swoop. It seems to me like you either put more vowels into that than were needed or took vowels out that I got a lot of problems. What about out. the name Roger Federer? How do you Lucky feel about swoop. that name? I think that has too many syllables in it. Roger Federer. Federer. Yeah. It just kind of trails off into a, like a like a burble. Putney right? Swope, Putney Burble. Swope, nineteen sixty nine, Robert Downey Sr. Now here's the problem. You got Paper Moon, which is a terrific movie. It had Madeline Kahn and uh Joe uh, uh fuck me gently. Tatum O'Neill played Ryan O'Neill's daughter, Addie Prey, in Paper Moon. Okay, 1974, you got a TV series called Paper Moon. Guess who played Addie Addie Prey in Paper Moon? Jodie Foster? Jodie Foster. Oh, that's why? That's why. Of course, you're upside down on that. She was in Freaky Friday. Alice doesn't live here anymore. Let me put this to you. I'm I'm looking it up. The Academy. Yeah. Two things that might be interesting to you. Okay, I'm going Ralph there. Macchio. Yes. The Bargain Basement. Scott Bayo. <laughs> and Barbara Bach. Oh, Barbara Bach. Now was Barbara she married to Ringo Bach. Starr? Barbara Bach was married to Ringo Starr. And so, so I think and she, she was, was in Caveman. She was in The Spy Who Loved Me and Force Ten from Navarone. No, stop! Shut your yes. dirty mouth. She was in Talk all of those about, things. She was just like the. She was the book. Uh, she was the bookcase. If you know what I'm saying, <laughs> she was the bookcase. <laughs> this episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you in part by Amazon Prime Video Channels. You can learn more about this right now by visiting tryprimechannels.com slash supertrain. This is a great new sponsor. Prime Video Channels is an Amazon Prime benefit. In addition to fast shipping with Amazon Prime, you can also have great entertainment delivered to you instantly through Prime Video Channels. You can create a TV lineup that you love from 100-plus premium and specialty channels. they got stuff like Showtime, Stars, HBO, CBS All Access, Noggin, PBS Kids, PBS Masterpiece, Acorn TV, and my favorite, BritBox. So good. All channels start with a free trial. That means you can start out a seven-day free trial for any of the channels that you haven't tried yet. This is a, a You just get the channels that you want. You go in and check it out. See if you like it. If you don't like it, you can cancel it. No big. You know, it's pretty neat. After you started a channel subscription, you can watch the movies and the TV programming anywhere, anytime. You just open Prime Video and look for your channels. And you can watch your subscription through the Prime Video app on over 650 connected devices. Most importantly to me, it works a treat on uh, Apple TV. And it works great with smart TVs uh, like my LG. Um, I went and I gave this a shot and I am loving it. Um, It was a no-brainer for me to pick out which uh, channel I wanted to add. That was, of course, 
BritBox, which gives you tons of great British programming, BBC stuff. Uh, just watched uh, rewatch City of Death, Doctor Who episode arc. So good. Uh, you can get that QI uh, game show. They got Faulty Towers, Black Adder, The Only Office That Matters, The British Office. So good. Um, you should go in uh, and check this out. I, 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 uh, I found it very easy to sign up for with the, my regular old LG TV app. I went in. I signed up. And uh, and now I'm using it. and I'm loving it. Please go and check it out. You can only you only have to pay for the channels that you want with Prime Video channels. You're not going to get some big dumb bundle you don't need. Start your free trials of over a hundred channels by visiting tryprimechannels.com/supertrain. That's tryprimechannels.com/supertrain to start your free trial today. Our thanks to Amazon Prime Video channels for supporting Roderick on the Line and all the great shows. What? <laughs> she was was she in her corn? <laughs> She was. She was the bookcase. All right. She was right in the center. She. I'm. I'm surprised. Oh, I see. You're saying she was a tent pole. (laughs) I'm saying that she was the walls. She was the roof. She was the floor. Uh, Okay. All right. Um, Anyway, that's. But all of that is by uh, by way of saying that you got an early start uh, having having boners. Well, you know, it wasn't. uh, You know, even Freud acknowledges a latent period. I, I I had a I, I I from a young age was attracted to girls my age. That's all I'm gonna say about that. You were attracted to girls your age. Yeah, we passed notes and stuff like in uh, elementary school. As at a young, age. I didn't have a girlfriend. I did not have an according to Hoyle girlfriend until tenth grade, but okay. I had a lot of little friends. So if little friends expressed some crushitude on mm-hmm. you, oh god, did you receive the crushitude with like cool, or were you like me a total? spazoid i want to hear about i'm gonna put a fork in that because i want to hear more about that i there was one instance where in probably fourth or fifth grade where i had a mostly over the telephone relationship with a girl from school and she was for the first time ever more into me than i her she called you on the phone, and you guys talked on the phone yeah nancy Nancy. that's back when they still had girls named nancy Oh, Nancy. You, Nancy. you ever meet a Nancy today? You don't meet a Nancy. Haven't seen a Nancy in years. They don't make them anymore. If a Nancy came around, I wouldn't believe it. OOP, out of print. No Nancys. I mean, like, That's a shame. What's, what's up with you, Nancy? What about a Deborah? You don't meet many Debras. Deb. 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 Lisa, you, you remember Lisa? Oh, sure. Lisa Lisa was, was like the name. Well, and I knew a Lisa who spelled it with two E's. Ugh, like the mattress. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care for that at all. There we go. Uh, okay, so little friends, and you, so you would, yeah. uh, you'd say leave it. No, 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 no. I mean, I was, uh, I was, you know, I was young for my grade, right? I was always the youngest kid in the grade. Never, I, was old for, I was old for my grade. Never the oldest. And if I had it to do over, I would have said when I was four, four years and 10 months, I would have said to my mom, can you just hold me back? Please hold me back. Oh God, like, yes. They were, that's not what, how they thought back then. They were like, put him forward, put him forward. And I, uh, now I look back, I'm like, God, wouldn't it have been great to have been the oldest kid in the class? It was awesome. I'm a so November birthday. Time. You're a September uh, birthday. September. And so I always started school a year younger than everybody. And then I was like, okay, now here I am. I'm six years old. Do and do you, do. Know, you were like, I'm seven and twirling your mustache. But so when <laughs> girls expressed an interest in me, I, I always just got really, I mean, still, uh, still to this day, <laughs> really like, huh, what, what, who, what, you know, Interesting. just scared and freaked out. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you feel like it might be a jam up? Well, I just was like, uh, yeah, right. Where's what's, ha- what's going to happen next? Where's it's a trap, right? It's mm-hmm. a trap. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but in fifth grade, so in fifth grade, I fell in love with Lori Basler. Oh, and about. that's this is how it began. But the problem was Lori Basler. Lori Basler knew that she was top kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, Lori Basler was top kid. I mean, Dominador Gobeleza was like number please, one. Please, please say that name again. <laughs> Dominador Gobeleza. That is a he terrific was, name. My, my daughter goes to school one. with a girl named Shakrazoda. I just Shakrazoda? love saying it. I'll seek her out on the playground just to say hi. <laughs> I, I looked up it's Dominador. A, it's a version of Shahrazad. Isn't that a terrific oh, sure. name? Shakrazoda. Shakrazoda. Mm-hmm. I looked up Dominador. He is a, he's very successful. He's living in uh, Carolinas or something. Yeah, fuck and that guy. I sent him. I sent him a text or I sent him a thing on Facebook where I was like, "Stay safe." Oh, no, please don't do I that! Did. Oh my yeah. God! Just <laughs> getting the news about what's happening in disaster state. Stay, stay safe. safe. No, no, I, didn't. I wasn't going to stay safe. I was going to juggle his, fucking knives in a rainstorm. You cock! I can, I can tell from looking at his Facebook page that he's staying safe. He Is doesn't he, need me. Be safe. Need me. Yeah, well, sometimes you look at somebody and they're not being safe and you feel obligated to say stay safe. But in this case, he wasn't. Listen, I don't know. I don't know He's if great. I'm getting, a, getting over my skis here, but I think you need to be way more safe. But Dominador was like top. Dominador. He was top student, but Lori was also top student. And she was also like top. First of all, top. She was just top. So, and so they, were they kind of fated to be together? No, 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 no. Lori and Dominador were fated to always get uh, they were both teachers' pets. Mm. Neither one of them was a was was goody goody. They weren't do gooders. Mm. They were just like the best at what they were doing. They and stand I, out. It's it's definitely a thing. I don't even know what you call it. BGOC. She's a big girl on campus. Yeah, and they both and they just knew it, and it was they had a lot of confidence, and they were both. Lori was Dominador was from the Philippines. Lori was like as just as blonde as you could be, like uh. just snow white. And I was new to the school in fifth grade. I had come from Seattle, the big town, mm-hmm. and had moved to Alaska. And oh, I mean, Lori had a Dorothy Hamill haircut, but oh. it was the it was like the color of straw. Oh my god! And I was like, oh, Lori Basler, but Triple Lori, Axel. Lori knew that I liked her, and she was just like, mm-hmm, put I'll put that, you know, I'll put that little three by five card in my card my my card file. Yeah. Cards that I don't really care about. And I was like, ah, but Chris Fayette, mm-hmm. Chris Fayette liked me. And Chris Fayette. A girl named Chris. Chris, K-R-I-S. Chris, Chris. Oh, my, I'm sorry for, sorry for Kristen. Yeah. And Chris, oh, Chris. had. I, I, I dated a Chris in, in, in high school years. Well, I, I, when I think back about Chris Fayette, I feel like I, I missed, I missed an opportunity. Now, Chris Fayette had braces and Headgear, I'm afraid to say. Mm. But Chris was a great girl. That and sounds like a confident young gal. She was a skier. She had a lot of moxie. Um, but I just couldn't see Chris because all I could see was Lori. But I could not have ever talked to either of them as though I were... Oh, it's all academic, really. You know, I could never have said to Lori, like, hey, can I give you a call on the phone and we'll talk on the phone? Yeah, and if Chris Fayette, see up the academy. <laughs> yeah, if Chris Fayette had called me, I would have been like, what? What? And then would have, like, <laughs> Who died? Tried to get off the phone as fast as I could. Some, ki- <laughs> some girl came up to me on the playground that year and said, you know, like... Um, I forget who it was. It wasn't Chris or Lori. It was, you know, Babette or somebody. She came up mm-hmm. and she said, you know, Babette, uh, some other girl, Babette's friend, came up and said, you know, Babette wants to go with you. Mm. 
And I said, go where? Hmm. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. like, it's just, you couldn't, yeah. write, it's so bad. You couldn't, she wanted already, to go. You already me. can't fix that. I didn't know what, I didn't even know what that meant. I had never heard that. That was very sophisticated talk yeah. for the time. I was like, go with, go with, go mm-hmm. with where? And they, all the girls laughed at me then. They were like, mm. ha ha, he said go where? Although I'm sure Babette was hurt or felt bad. <sighs> so <sighs> no, I didn't. My first girlfriend, oh, it was much later. It was mm-hmm. much, much later. And even then I was behind. I'm so far behind. Uh, well, yeah, she was my first girlfriend and I was in 11th grade. Yeah. And it was halfway through the year. Ugh. Halfway through the year of 11th grade. Ugh. So you, by the time you were in 11th grade, you were always like, already like, oh, I've been in the trenches. I've had been through the It was the, the beginning of years. a long career of serial monogamy, for sure. So that was always your game, serial monogamy. Total serial Monogamist. I, um, yes. Monogamist. I would. This episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you in part by Squarespace. You can learn more about Squarespace right now by visiting squarespace.com slash supertrain. Oh, friends, gather around. Gather around the mantle and listen to the old man talk about Squarespace, because boy, do I ever love it. Squarespace, you make a website. It's the best. Now, here's some of the stuff that you can do with Squarespace. You can create a beautiful website to turn your cool idea into a new site. You can showcase your work. You can have a blog or publish other kinds of content. You can sell products and services of all kinds. You can promote your physical or online business. You could announce an upcoming event or a special project, all of that and so much more. Squarespace does this by giving you beautiful templates created by world-class designers. They have powerful e-commerce functionality that lets you sell anything online. They have the ability to customize the look and feel, the settings, the products, anything about your site with just a few clicks. This is totally true. Everything is optimized for mobile right out of the box. And right now they have a new way to buy domains and choose from over 200 domain name extensions. How great is that? Of course, they have analytics that help you grow in real time and built-in search engine optimization. This is free and secure hosting with nothing to patch or upgrade ever. And they have 24 by 7 award-winning customer support. Y'all know I've been using this thing for years. And if you're listening to Roderick on the Line, you're already a Squarespace user in some form or fashion. Because that is where the Roderick on the Line podcast is hosted. It's where our videos, or rather our audio is, uh, all the episodes of all the great shows. The show notes, the images, it's all up there on Squarespace. I use Squarespace for my own personal site. I use it for my MerlinM.com site, where you can go to MerlinM.com slash playlists and find all the great playlists. Just go and check this out. It's probably pretty good for you, but I know it's also right for somebody else in your life. Keep it in mind. You send them to Squarespace. They go to Squarespace.com slash Supertrain. You get a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the very special offer code Supertrain to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Our thanks to Squarespace. Squarespace for supporting Roderick on the line and all the great shows. I would, yes, yes. The, the, the times between the dating times, the uh, dating, dating, that's a term my dating. mom used. Dating. Dating. Uh, going with. Are you dating her? You, what, you do we have an her? episode once called the going with years? I don't remember. I don't remember. That was a terrible TV show, though. You know, that was where Sometimes Marilyn Manson got get it started. a feeling that you was don't understand. It's the going with years. Uh, the going with years, yes. I've, I rarely had periods. Now, I was not a cheater, and I looked down my nose at the cheaters. Mm. But but I would do uh, well. I was a passive aggressive breaker upper. Did you know cheaters? Did oh. you know cheaters in eleventh grade? Oh, there were cheaters. 
Oh, cheaters. It always put me off my beer. I, I, I guess I, I wasn't I wasn't advanced enough even to recognize cheaters or cheating when it happened. Well, and I'm not super bright, so I mean, I'm only aware of about two and a half times. I'm pretty sure I was cheated upon. Oh, but it was very it was very painful to me. Dastardly. But I yeah I would move move around and then just hang on to a girlfriend as long as I could. Uh-huh. And then I just start acting passive aggressive till they're like, yeah. <laughs> oh, whatever. Yeah, sure. That's what you want to do. <laughs> just hoping that she'll break up with you. Yeah. Is that how it works? Then get mad, get mad and hurt. Yeah. I was a bad person. I mean, I wasn't a terrible person, but I wasn't a good person. I could have, I could have spent more time on my studies. If I had mm. spent, if I had spent more time with algebra, I think I'd be a better person. Oh, algebra, you think, is where it, where it dropped off. Well, it's when I started going to public schools in Florida. It all kind of yeah. went down the shitter all over the place, but especially with the, with the math. And, uh, you know, I, had, uh, I didn't take geometry until I was a senior. Oh, wow. Oh, I no had, kidding. I never had pre-algebra. I had, they, for some reason, even though I was a very good student in military school, <clears throat> they put me in, like, consumer math, like how to write a check class. <laughs> <clears throat> and so, and then I was in, what was I in? Then in ninth grade, I had algebra. I did not get a good enough grade, so I had to take algebra again. Oh, boo! I had, I got, like, a C in algebra. I had algebra 2, if memory serves, in 11th grade. And yeah. then, along with the ninth graders, mostly, I had geometry in 12th grade. Oh, my God. It was really humiliating. I remember it was around the time that Raspberry Beret song came out. And I was, I really, I was tall for a geometrist. Uh-huh. <laughs> I loved Algebra 2. The kind you buy in uh, a secondhand store. But I didn't like my Algebra 2 teacher. That's important. You gotta he like your a, teacher. He was a jerk. Uh, uh, but um, Do we really need an Algebra 2? Well, I mean, I enjoyed it. Is I it did gonna not be like, like The geometry. Godfather? I mean, is it possible it could be even as good as the first one? If they had kept going, if it had been Algebra 3, Algebra 4, Algebra 5, I'd be in Algebra 5 right now. How about this I mean, I Algebra like 5? That. Did it make sense to you? Well, it did. It did. Whereas, uh, whereas Geometry... Geometry is bullshit. People who like Geometry are pod people. I, I know people who, who like and were good curve, at Geometry. I don't want it. Yeah, don't That's a memorizing it. class. Yeah, exactly. I don't, need, I don't want to need, make a proof. I just want... Give me the answer. Give me out. Yeah. Well, if it's any consolation, the way they teach math now, on the one hand, it is super fucked up, but it's actually pretty brilliant. The way they teach math now is crazy, and it's so much better for getting into algebra. It's, I've learned a lot about how the Chinese teach math. Is that right? And Yeah, because, you know, uh, uh, Chinese numbers, instead of, um, instead of like 16, in Chinese, the way you say it, it's 10-6. Huh. And then it's, um, you know, instead of like... Uh, like uh, twenty four. They say twenty four, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, anyway, words, no dash. Yeah, so it makes a lot of uh, it makes a lot more sense uh, when you're doing the maths because the the addition. Oh no, 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 no! Not, I have that wrong. Twenty four is two tens four. Two tens four. And, yeah, fifty five is five tens five. So when you Whoa. just just in the way you say the word, you're words, already thinking in sets. Yeah, right. And you're all, it's like five, five tens, five plus four tens, four is like, oh, it's nine tens, nine. Oh, you, see, then why did nobody teach me that? I could have learned right? Chinese math. Right, that's freaking genius, isn't it? That's There's like so much stuff. The way they do, uh, the way they do multiplication, you know, the, like you do like a, a three digit number times a two digit number. And the way yeah. they do it is so sensible. They don't, they don't carry the one. Oh, they don't? They don't carry well, a one do anymore. One. It's not what done. Well, what you'll do what is you do in? you multiply the, the bottom number times the top digit, it gets its own line, and each other line you add a zero. There's no carrying, no carrying. Oh, you do oh, some you do basic multiplication, then you add it up, and it's and it's all super easy. 
I see, I see. But to watch a child do it when you don't know how it's done is very frustrating. Because it'll be something like, what's what's eight times seven? And she'll have her fingers out. Like she goes into this mode with her fingers out and she'll be like, let's see, eight, 16, 135, 62. And then she comes up with the answer. I'm like, what are you doing? It's like, you, I don't I was know. Doing, uh, I was doing math this morning because oh. I, have a new, I have a new routine. You've been up long enough to do math? So I had a new routine. Oh. I, set, I set my alarm. You were, you, were, you were early today, John. That's like the yeah. fourth time. I know. I, set my, I was one minute early to our show. I set my alarm for eight in the morning. That specific time. That specific time. It, I, it woke me up. I hit the snooze button once, and then it was eight ten in the morning. That's admirable and restraint. I, thank you. I got up. I put on my clothes. I got in my car. I drove over to my daughter's mother's new house in her new neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I walked in. That's over she, in mid-century modern, modern so, tin. Oh, yeah, mid-century modern <laughs> a stand. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, walked into her mid-century modern house, said good morning to everyone, <clears throat> and uh, my daughter's mother said, there was a homework packet that she didn't tell us about that's due this morning. Really? And I was like, how <laughs> You unusual. don't hear that too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's weird. And so I looked at my daughter and I said, homework packet, eh? And uh-huh. she said, I think I'm going to tell the teacher that I'm going to ask the teacher for an extension. Mm-hmm. And I looked at my daughter's mother and I said, where did she learn that terminology? And my daughter's mother shrugged, picked up her keys and walked out of the door to go to work. And Mm. so I turned to my daughter and I said, we are not asking for an extension. We are going to sit here at the breakfast table and Mm -hmm. we're going to work on your homework packet. And my daughter was slightly indignant. And Mm -hmm. I said, Oh, there will be no indignance. (laughs) Let us bring out the packet and begin anew. And so she did, and we sat and we did math over breakfast. Uh. And it was, you know, and I'm sitting there trying to learn how they do math, but I'm also trying to be helpful. Oh, and talk about <laughs> and cross I could purposes. Al- I could already see that one day, very soon, I was going to be backbenched <laughs> uh, because, because you know, I'm like, well, uh, what's nine times nine? It's and amazing like, how much uh, it doesn't help. You're trying no. so hard to help, and it so doesn't help. It doesn't help. But we did complete the homework packet. And then we walked to school, and on the way to school, I drilled her on her spelling words. Wow. You did all this this morning? Yep. And then got her to school, and as we were walking across the playground, we got to about halfway across the playground, and she said, I think I've got it from here, Dad. And then ran ahead, Mm. and I was standing there and looking around. Guess I'll see you you later. All right. And uh, turned around and walked back over. To uh, mom's uh, to daughter's mom's house, and then got in the car, came here, and was a minute early. A minute for our early, show. you I, get you get special points this week. That's pow- there's several power dad points there. Good well, job. So what I'm, I'm what I'm trying to do is this is the new this is the new new this is the new new the new new the new new is mm-hmm. I wake up see, because I did not go to sleep any earlier than I normally do last night. Yeah, so I didn't I'm want to ask. Little, I'm a little bit tired, but the new you still new getting is, four hours a night. Yeah, about four. Um, popped in, popped but, in on your other program. You sounded pretty tired. Let's say five. Let's say I'm shooting for five. Sure, you round up. But uh, but but I, you know, I feel like get over there in the morning. What that does is free mom up to to put on her 
put on her uh, put on her fancy shoes. business bonnet. Put on her, put on her business bonnet. Uh, put on her put on her arm. She said, "I'm interviewing a new candidate today," and I was like, "Really?" And uh, is that why you're wearing a motorcycle jacket? And she was like, "Yeah, that's right. That's and that's a power move." Off she went, and I was like, "Good luck to that person. Good good luck to whoever you're <laughs> motorcycle interviewing." Motorcycle jacket morning. and flip flops. Let him know yeah. his boss. She was just like, "I am the I'm the CIA guy in Sicario. That's mm-hmm. who I am this morning." But I feel like then then we get to do the we do, we get to walk to school, which seems to me to be the whole that's the whole game this year. I love it. Walk to. I love walking to school. It's so good. Do some do some homework quizzes. Make some dad jokes. Make some dad jokes. Ask her about uh, her reading list. You know uh-huh. all that stuff. All the great stuff. Yeah, you got to find those moments. I mean, nobody cares, but you got to find those moments where like there's nothing that has to be going on and you're both outside of your usual element. And that's like a lot of times when kids, uh, kids say something cool, you know, or or offer something up that they wouldn't if they were playing Zelda 16 hours a day. Yeah. Like, uh, like when my daughter said the other day, she was like, mama has a drawer in her house that's full of money. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, really? Sounds like the beginning of a very good blues song. She said, yeah, there's a drawer. There's a drawer that's full of money. So the next time I saw her, I said, the next time I saw Mama, I said, is there a drawer in your house full of money? And she said, how do you know about that? <laughs> and I said, well, a little bird told me, but here, word to the wise, <clears throat> I don't know if you, you know, you're a fully grown person who has a big, big time hotshot job, but don't keep a drawer in the house full of money. Yeah. <laughs> and bad, she, bad said, you know. she said, oh, you know, I'm paying work workmen and stuff. And I said, if you got workmen coming through the house, even uh, more, don't keep a drawer full of money. She definitely like, don't well, put a sticker with a dollar sign on it. Yeah, right. Or a sticker that says drawer, money drawer. <laughs> or not anyway, money drawer. <laughs> anyway, we worked it out. I said, look, put your money in silver. Use it as a doorstop. Nobody will ever know. Yep, 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 yep. Did you know, Merlin, that hmm. when I graduated from high school, I was still a virgin? When you graduated, I feel like I knew something about this. Mm-hmm. You had Not- never, boy, how does one say, in the realm of carnal knowledge, uh, had your fortress been explored at all? Or, no. oh, you were unexplored? Mm, yes, 98% unexplored. Not, just, just on top. And then I took a year off before I went to college and I traveled around America. They call it a bye year. I took a bye year. Mm-hmm. We didn't call it that then. Though. No. We, we called it um, couldn't get into any college because of 1.2 cumulative grade Semantics. Average. Couldn't get into college, so I spent a year hitchhiking. In that year that I was hitchhiking around the country, I never, ever, ever talked to a single girl. So you didn't have any hitchhiker sex at all? None. I would, I would sometimes, it'd be 1 o'clock in the morning, and I would end up in a diner in some little town in Idaho. <laughs> And I'd be sitting at a booth in the back, and I'd be watching the other kids my age, which is to say 17, 18, Mm -hmm. the other kids who were at their liberty to go to a diner in the middle of the night and smoke clove cigarettes Mm -hmm. and wear dark eyeliner. Mm -hmm. And I would be in the same diner, the same age as them, but I was wearing some kind of (laughs) denim jacket that had a bunch of dirt on it, and I had like dirt twigs in my hair. And I'm sitting at the back, and I didn't smoke at the time, so I'm not smoking cloves or anything. Just so you're just, sitting you're by just having a grand slam and keeping to yourself. Keep having a grand slam and a milkshake or whatever at one o'clock <laughs> in the morning, and watching them and going, "What would like I'm hitchhiking across the country? Like I'm I'm a like I'm like a character in a movie that these kids want to meet. Yeah, right. Like I'm the I'm the the Charlie Sheen in Ferris Bueller's Day Off in this scenario. Right. 
And yet they're not coming over to talk to me and I have no idea how to talk to them. So I just sat and, and I wasn't even staring at them. I was looking at them from under my bangs and I'm, I can't even recall if anybody did come over and talk to me. Cause if they had, I would have been like, what, huh? What? Uh, uh, I'm not doing anything. What are you doing? And then they would have been like, thanks. And you know, so nothing. So then a whole other year after I graduated from high school, still a virgin, still basically. Was it on your mind? Yeah, although I was, you know, I, I mean, a, less for the experience than the like, this is, this is, uh, well, you know, you have a history of wondering what you haven't achieved yet, right? So was it feeling like a little bit developmentally behind more than the, uh, the central part of it? Oh, I knew I was developmentally behind. I didn't care about that because I was also really a, like a moralistic young person. Right. Where I was like, you know, you don't want to do something bad. You don't want to be like that. You don't want to kiss somebody. I used to be like that with kissed. girls and it was a really bad look. Yeah, and what I figured was if they wanted to be kissed, they would tell me. And the fact that no one had ever told me meant that no one wanted me to kiss them. Nobody decent anyway. Well, I mean, Chris Fayette never even said, I want you to kiss me. You know, I mean, there were... Uh, well, you there had to were get through all that headgear. <laughs> there were plenty of girls that stood around holding their pillbox hat boxes that, had, that they had drawn paisleys on or whatever who were like, what are you doing? And I was like, what? Huh? What? Nothing. <laughs> you know, like there was, I just was not getting, I was, it was not getting through to me. Then I came back home from my year, uh, hitchhiking around. Now I was a seasoned, like I had, I had perma twigs in my hair. I yeah, had like, scars. A road warrior. Road warrior. Uh, none of the girls back in Anchorage, did I really make any kind of like, well, you got to have a time when you get settled back in. You've seen some shit at that point. I'd seen some shit. Right? I mean, it's kind of like that was your Vietnam. I did get into college at that point. I went to Gonzaga, Gonzaga. University. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I got there, freshman. Freshman, but I was now the appropriate age, right? When I started as a freshman, I was now 18 going on 19. Oh, I get it. You finally are you're all caught up now. Right. So I took a year out, mm-hmm. and now I'm back, and I'm the age of the other kids. You were like a red shirt. Like you, you took some time, well, not like Star Trek, but like you, you took a year off. You, you, you let your buds grow a little bit and now you're all ready. You're ready to get all, get all Catholic. One Catholic college, think, right? Is that a Catholic school? That's a Catholic school. Mm-hmm. One would think that were true, but hmm. I was stunted by all my years of being stunted. Uh, and so here I am, a freshman in college, still a virgin. And all uh, my freshman year. Still a virgin. Do you have a so roommate? That, Do you have a roommate? I had a roommate, and he was like Joe Player. Mm-hmm. Different girl in there every three days. Oh boy! And he was like Good he old was Joseph a, Flair. He was a he was like a slim guy who wore tassel loafers and had swoopy hair. And he was like he said to me one time, "Was his he name was like, Blaine?" No, but it was Greg. Ah! He said he was like, "I think I understand why they put us together." And I was like, why? They picked the one person in the entire school that I would hate the most? And he said, no. They put like, and this is, I have no, he said, they put the smartest kid in the school and the coolest kid in the school together. Hmm. And I was like, I don't hate you less, even though you paid me a weird compliment. Yeah. I hate you more somehow. Like there's, he would, a, there's a whole like a Hegelian uh, two sides of a coin thing going on there. He didn't even it put makes, a sock it makes you on the, the Let's be honest. It makes you the ugly sister. Well, so I would lay in bed and he would be 
in the bed six feet away from me making out with a girl. And I would just be, and they didn't seem to care, which also was crazy to me. Like, doesn't she care at least that I'm here? Like, I'm not a, I'm not a fun, quiet, like he's <laughs> hiding a under super his intelligent scold. <laughs> well, and I'm, yeah, I'm sitting over there going, <clears throat> like so mad yeah. and just, you know, and they would just laugh anyway. So I, I, so I met a girl, uh, there was a, there was an event mm. where G Gordon Liddy debated with Timothy Leary about drug culture at Gonzaga. And I did the trick smoke, is not I, minding. I did smoke pot at this point. Oh boy. And I and I went to this event and I was very stoned and I got up and asked G. Gordon Liddy a question, which was, Have you ever smoked pot, Mr. Liddy? Oh, John. And what I meant to do was say something to the effect of Um Don't judge a man until you've walked a mile in his moccasin. Mm-hmm. But G. Gordon Liddy turned, and I was—I had walked up to the front. There was a microphone to ask a question. He turned on his heel, and suddenly he was four feet from me. No, you were in and, immediate proximity to G. Gordon Liddy and Timothy Leary. I, in fact, legend, I went out to, fucking I went legend. Out, I went out with Timothy Leary and a group of students after the thing. Wow! But here's—I'm looking right at the point. I'm looking at the points of his shoes. Wow. You know, like he's pointing his toes at me, and he turns to me and he goes, "No." Like he says, no, I haven't ever smoked pot. Did he get out of his seat? No, he was pacing the stage like a leopard. Like a, like a jungle cat. Yeah, with his with a microphone in his hand. And I was like, Mr. I have a question for Mr. Liddy. And he, like, with his back to me, listening to my question, I was like, have you ever smoked pot, Mr. Liddy? And he turned and was like, no. <gasps> and he scared the shit out of me, and I didn't have a follow-up. And I was like, uh, oh. Well, you should. <laughs> I didn't even say that. Yeah. And I was just like, and I kind of felt like, well, that should prove that. And I just, we stared at each other. And then he gave me the most contemptuous shrug, just like, eh. Is that all you got? And I was like, turned and like, like tail between my legs. Oh, John. Went back and, but I felt, but I was so, the problem was I was so baked that I, I couldn't decide whether I had done a good job or not. I was like, is everybody in the room right now thinking that I'm an idiot? Oh, I think man. so. But also, maybe I maybe I got my point across. I don't remember how to make points at this at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been but there. then there was another one of those. So so I established myself as somebody that was going to get up at these things and ask questions. Yeah. And there was a there was a later one, like not very long after. My God, what's happening outside? What the hell is that sound? That's a that's an unusual siren. Did you hear that? That was a siren. It sounded like your toilet. Wee 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 uh, so you wanted to set, you're setting yourself up. Everybody knows you're the smart one at the school, but yeah, at least right. in the room, but at this exactly. point you want to set yourself up as uh, that guy who asked a question at the end. It's really more of a comment. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Roderick on the line is brought to you in part by Casper. You can learn more about Casper right now by visiting casper.com slash super train. That's right on the internet. You just go and you check it out. Casper is the company that is focused on sleep and they are dedicated to making you exceptionally comfortable one night at a time. You spend one third of your life sleeping if you're doing it right. If you spend a third of your life doing anything, you want to make sure it's the best it can possibly be. And that is why you need Casper. Casper mattresses are perfectly designed for humans with engineering to soothe and support your natural geometry. It's got all the right support in all the right places. So what is it that goes into making a 
Casper mattress so comfortable? You will certainly want to know. Well, I'm here to tell you. They combine multiple supportive memory foams for a quality mattress with just the right sink and bounce. Casper mattresses are designed and developed in the United States of America, and their breathable design helps to regulate your body temperature throughout the night. And uh, with over 20,000 reviews and an average rating of 4.8 stars, Casper is very quickly becoming the Internet's favorite mattress. Now listen closely. You can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. They deliver directly to your door in an impossibly small box. And if for any reason you don't love it, Casper has a hassle-free return policy. All of the humans in my house sleep on a Casper mattress. I would not have it any other way. I do not like traveling because traveling is garbage as an activity. But I also hate the fact that I do not have my Casper mattress with me. As small as it is when it appears in that box, it would be kind of weird to take it on a plane. That's just me. They didn't tell us to say that. So here's what you do. Right now, you go out there. You go to casper.com slash supertrain, right? You got that? You got that? And right now, you can get $50 towards select mattresses by going in there. And you, you use the offer code supertrain at checkout. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Terms and conditions apply. $50 towards select mattresses. Woo! That's a pretty good deal. Our thanks to Casper for supporting Roderick on the line and all the great shows. <laughs> <laughs> Were you ever that guy? I was that guy. I have a question. I get those but, comments every time, every I'm time I appear at them. More a comment than a question. <laughs> but then there was a there was a an event slightly after that. Um like, you know, because this was one of those colleges where they said, oh, we're going to have a thing. Uh, we're going to have a thing every every two weeks where some some person in the public sphere comes and does a, a, a talk or a debate or something. And it was somebody like – it wasn't Casper Weinberger. It was probably Lawrence Eagleberger, one of the lower burgers. Mm-hmm. Not a, like a high burger, a but a burger. low burger. But like a still, a, mm-hmm. still a big burger, right? Yeah. Lawrence Eagleburger is not, not the smallest burger you ever saw. Mm-hmm. Somebody like that was talking about, no, but wait a minute. I remember who it was. It was somebody. It was, was it somebody from somebody, the Reagan administration? Somebody from the Reagan administration, like a legitimate. A hawk. Was it Alexander Haig? It, was it Haig? It uh, was not. It was. It might have been It's Hague. not Casper Weinberger. No. I would have known if it was Haig. I would remember if it was Haig. Okay. But it was somebody. It was not an undersecretary. It was like, it was somebody that, that. If I remembered their name, we would be able to laugh, have a good laugh. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he was on stage, and I was slightly less baked at this event. And he was talking about how Europe loved America and how his experience of being, you know, the the chief of NATO or whatever was that American foreign policy and our anti-Soviet uh, communist, um, you know, like global hegemony, et cetera, et cetera. And I got up at the end, and I was like, Oh, boy. This is more of a comment than a question. (laughs) I said, it seems to me that uh, in Europe, we routinely see uh, footage of giant protests against the Reagan administration where they're burning him in effigy. It does not appear to us that, um, that we are beloved in Europe, but rather that we are regarded as warmongers. How do you respond to this, mm. this comment that is more than a question? And he, again, turned on his heel, oh, looked boy. at me and said, have you been to Europe? At which point I had not. And I said, no. This was how I should have asked my follow-up question to G. Gordon Liddy. Mm-hmm. Have you ever, he, he was asking me if I'd ever smoked pot, basically. Have you been to Europe, he said? And I said, no. And he said, well, I have been to Europe. And that then this is a media bias problem the the normal people in europe 
regard us as heroes mm. and you're just seeing the liberal media. Okay. All right. And this was before that was even a term. Right. Anyway, but you get, what went, do you, what are you going to come back with at that point? Well, I was just like, no, I haven't been to Europe. So I got, you got nothing. So I went back. Yeah, but they're and sharpening you like a knife with each, with, with each one of these exchanges, <laughs> you're getting sharper and sharper. <laughs> I was getting better and better. Uh-huh. So after the event where all the students are all kind of milling around in the, in the lobby of the big theater at Gonzaga and this extremely beautiful, but, and beautiful in the, in, in my way, which is to say sort of tomboyish and, uh, the uh, Jewess with uh, combat boots. Super duper, mm-hmm. right? Very, very capable, no makeup. Um, kind of like confident. an American Mossad type situation. Exactly. Like, like she was, uh, like she was in the Israeli defense force, mm. but this is a Catholic university, right? So there are no Jewish girls. There are very few. Mm-hmm. She comes over and she has a little entourage, like a couple of people following just behind her. Oh, who interesting. Stand behind her. Do, do you clock her as the leader? Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. She was she was leading me as as soon as she walked up, mm. and she said, um, "Your comment to to Wine Eagleberg, De- 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 Dexter Wein- Weinstein, <laughs> yeah, Dexter Weinbergerstein." Um, and I was like, I, I felt a cold fear. I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh shit, she's because you know Gonzaga was a conservative school, and I was." I was positioning myself as the liberal there also. This mm-hmm. was what my dad always did. He got into a group of Republicans and then he was the Democrat of mm-hmm. the group, right? Mm-hmm. And so this was my job I felt at Gonzaga too, the liberal. Okay. So she comes over and she's like, your comment. And I was like, oh boy, she's about to, whoever this girl is, she's about to rip she's me lay a new into one. you. Yep. And she said, I have been to Europe and I took your observations to be correct. And I said, really? Now, that's what I call a free exchange of ideas. And she said, would you like to discuss this further over some hot chocolate? And I was like, (sighs) and this was the maybe the first time in my life I didn't go, huh? What? Who? Huh? And I was like, she disarmed you. Not not, not with Krav Maga, but like with with uh, with 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 thought thought bullets, mind bullets. Yeah. She was just like, let's talk about this more. Mm. At which point I think she may have even slightly waved her hand and her little entourage like dispersed. She did some Jedi shit. She was just like, well, so all of a sudden I had a girlfriend and we would walk miles. The two of us, um, talking just like hands behind our back Mm -hmm. walking. And I would say, well, and this was like maybe one of the first times that I was, like really on in a relationship with somebody where, where we were on par and I felt there was no competition between us. Like I was not threatened by her and she was not threatened by anything. Mm -hmm. And so I would, so I would say, you know, I everything I know about Catholicism, even though I grew up with Catholics, I went to Catholic school, everything was just her explaining to me what it was. You know, she was like, Oh, well let me explain what the Greek tradition was and then here's how catholicism came out of that and i'd be like tell me more yes. and then we would walk and she would explain she was always explaining things to me and i was always like just learning so much from her because she had this confidence that i'd never seen before and but she also like she wanted to spend all of her time with me which i and i kept wondering why it must have made you a little suspicious 
No, because she, there was no, that's the thing about her. She had no, she didn't have guile, no guile. She was just 100%. But I never went to kiss her. And she's never, and the thing was, it was not that she wasn't, it's not that I didn't feel that she wanted to be kissed. I felt that she did. I just didn't know how mm-hmm. because I had never, I mean, I had that girlfriend in high school, the doctor, and we kissed, mm-hmm. but she kissed me first mm-hmm. and she like kissed me first. And then that was, then it was like, oh, well, I understand now that I can, that now I can kiss you because you, because the, yes. you, you did the thing, you did the thing where you kissed me first. So I know that you want me to kiss you. Uh, but this girl at Gonzaga didn't kiss me first and I didn't know how to do it. Mm. So how, how long did this, uh, relationship continue roughly months, months. And I'm just going to say that's very, I don't want to sound normative. That's very unconventional for a college relationship. We spent a long time for that kind of tension to be mutually. Okay. Well, wait, we spent 10 hours a day together. Oh my God. And she had a roommate who was a, a Chinese girl whose name was, so Gonzaga, we, everybody calls Gonzaga GU, Gonzaga mm-hmm. University GU. Her roommate was named GU. GU. That was her hmm. Chinese name. And what do they call it nominative determinism. Who knows? <laughs> she, but G, she was fated to go there. But G was extremely smart. Uh, she was about, I don't know, four foot two tiny and she decided she decided that she didn't want to sleep in a bed that she was going to live under her desk okay and so g built a fort this is a you know g sounds like a firecracker so far this is a college girl she lived under her desk and i love the image of a four foot two chinese girl sleeping under her desk that's a that's that's pretty cool she built a fort out of chairs and blankets oh my god so that you could be seeing anyone that's so (laughs) cool she could be you could be in the room and so my, she, made, she made a room within the room. Yeah. And my girlfriend and I could be in the room and be in there for hours and not know whether she was there or not. <laughs> if you didn't say, G, <laughs> really? are you here? She you wouldn't say anything. didn't hail one another when they entered and left the room? Nope. No, we spent many, many, many hours in the not room. No, not, talking, just not knowing if G was there. Not knowing if G was there. Hmm. And somehow in our, in the relationship between the three of us, it didn't matter. G was listening. Mm-hmm. G was, every once in a while, G would comment from under the blanket and we would know she was there because she added something to the conversation. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so my girlfriend and I started sleeping over. Mm-hmm. She slept over at my dorm. That was I nice. I used to really like that. But no touching. No touching. And, and it wasn't that she didn't want me to touch her or I didn't want to touch her. It was that she would lay down in my bed and I would lay down next to her and I would make sure there was one inch between our that's, elbows. If, if that's your arrangement, I had some sleeping with friends in, in college along those lines. Oh, but this And was, it's important. It's important to kind of over orchestrate the deliberateness of the not touching. But this was a this was a this was a nightmare situation in a way. Is it a twin size bed, John? It was just a tiny little college. No, no, bed. no, no. You're a, even then you were a big man. That's that's not enough bed for you. No, it wasn't. And she wasn't sleeping over because it was like, oh, it's late. Can I stay over? It was like she was staying over. 
And, you know, my roommate across the uh, across the room, across the line of masking tape that he put down the center of the room. Because, Greg. Greg. Because anytime one of my, like, pile of dirty items fell across the room, he would kick it back <sighs> over the masking tape. Line. I don't like Greg. Um, he, uh, he was over there making out with girls all the time. And, and I and my lady friend were just laying there as chaste as can be. And here was the problem. She was Catholic. A devout intellectual catholic she was not a um, she was like a she was a not as they say a recovering catholic no she she was was all in she was a jesus seminar catholic do you remember the jesus seminar the ones who looked at the bible and decided what jesus really said exactly that was was, i had had that book that was a good book the intellectual they they applied four levels of certainty instead of just having a red letter edition you would say here they would color it based on Based on our consensus, this is how certain we are whether or not Jesus actually ever said this. Right. They would put. That was like, a very 90s thing to do, but it was pretty cool. They would put beads in a jar. Okay. And if you were certain that Jesus had said it, you put in a red bead. And if you were like, man. This seems, seems a little bit melodramatic. <laughs> Jesus might have said this, but it's probably been embellished. That was a pink bead. If you thought, I think that this is something that Jesus could have said something like this. Yeah. But through the, you know, through the mists of time, it feels like very much a thing that probably Maybe some, somebody said that got attributed to Jesus, something like that. Yeah. Or, you know, anytime that, anytime that Jesus, uh, I think the Jesus seminar felt like anytime that Jesus referred to him in the third, referred to himself in the third person, mm-hmm. they were like, no, Jesus, that's not how Jesus actually talked. No. And then there was a black bead, I think, <gasps> that, that meant there's no way that Jesus said this. This is totally... This is totally John. Or, then they counted up the beads. And then they counted up the beads, mm-hmm. and it was like majority rule. Boy, that must have taken a long time, a lot of beads. It was, it was crazy, right? That's yeah. not exactly how you go about it. But anyway, she was one of those Catholics. You could do that could with Google just, Docs now and get it done in like a couple nights. I know, right? You send an email around, like, yeah. or no, you know. You Slack, do a, get on Slack. Do a uh, doodle poll. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, so she was like really, really, really deep into the like historical Catholicism, but also she was, like, you know, she was a Catholic. She, she was um, like a real Catholic, smart Catholic. And so she she would go on Sundays, communion, whole nine. Well, and would take me. Did she go to confession? Like, absolutely. Wow! Wow! You and went! You she, went! You went to a long ass Catholic. Uh, I guess you had a lot of that at Gonzaga, probably. But they, they, the, the Catholics, they got a real long service. She took me to my first Latin mass. Latin mass. Yeah, yeah. There was it wasn't a regular thing, but Gonzaga every once in a while would have a Latin mass, and she was like, "You got to go to this." Well, like, there's a name for that. There's a name for that for the the Catholics as the traditional Catholics, but there's some kind of a name for like the. Um, it could be somebody like it's not just Mel Gibson. It could be Pat Buchanan. It could, but but believe in the pre-Vatican to mm-hmm. bring back bring back all the bells and whistles. The opus die uh, creeps. Well, I think that's a little further down, but yeah. And but, there's various but, levels of canonization in, in the belief, and like there's some serious fringe groups, some you know, Judean people's front shit going on. She wasn't like, let's go to Latin Mass because it's the only true Mass. She was like, let's go to Latin Mass because you're not going to see this again, and you are as a layperson need this as part of your education. And she was like, you're part, you're part of the laity. Yeah, we're going to the Gregorian chants now, or we're you know, she took wow. me through all of that stuff. Not and it wasn't just that she was taking me to museums too. Like she traditionalist—that's the word I was looking for. The tra- I'm on the internet the science page for traditionalist Catholicism. But here was the problem: mm-hmm. I this was back in the day when I took on everybody else's baggage. Mm. I felt like, 
well, she's a Catholic and Catholics don't believe in premarital sex. So for me to put, for me to touch her and tempt her would be a crime against our friendship because there's no way that she's going to, um, like engage in this sinful activity. Now I never asked Cause she's her. not waving in like, like the doctor right. did. Right. She's laying there waiting for me to do something because I, you know, I perceived her as somebody with, with pure confidence, but of course she didn't. She's not hmm. pure confident. She's a girl who's laying there next to the boy that she likes and he's not moving on her, but he also isn't giving her, he's not like trying to break up with her or doing the passive aggressive, like, uh, just making himself really difficult. Like I was, I <laughs> showed up. pants are really chafing me. <laughs> I showed up at her door and would, you know, like bright and early. Like, hi, are we spending all day together again, please? Mm -hmm. You know, and I would show up over there sometimes and like, that was back before anybody locked their doors and I would open the door to her room and it would appear to be empty. And I would say, <laughs> gee, <laughs> and I would hear, yes, I would say, was she reading? You know, yeah. yeah. Did you yeah. just be she reading was, under the desk? She, she was a crazy reader. She just read, she read for 20 hours a day. Wow. And I would say, you know, is insert name of girlfriend here yes, yes, yes. is she is she here have you seen her no or she would say you know yeah she went to lunch or you know she had she would because i was friends with g g wasn't sure. just some weird girl that lived under the desk she was like a she was like a super great girl that lived under the desk anyway eventually what happened was that we never made out and there, and she started to get frustrated oh. and assumed that it was because I didn't you weren't find attracted her attractive. Her. Yeah. And, but we never, but this was, you know, eighties or whatever. We never talked. She this never like said, this is a Dan Fogelberg song. This is very sad. I don't like this. Yeah. She was like, why? She never said, why haven't you ever kissed me? I never said, is it okay if I kiss you? Mm -hmm. She never tried to kiss me. She were you, was were like, you afraid of rejection? Is that what it was? Were you afraid terrifying. of rejection or were you afraid of like, uh, was it more that you didn't want to offend her? Yep, that too. All I didn't it. want to impose you don't myself need, you on don't her. You don't need one single reason to not do something. It was that it was that I felt like if it was if it was meaningful, if she really loved me, mm -hmm. then it would happen. And if it didn't happen by magic, mm -hmm. then I didn't want to. That's the thing. I didn't want to kiss her and have her passively receive it. Yeah. And then I'm in a relationship where I'm kissing her and she's fine with it. Uh -huh. Like I didn't want that. And that's how I imagined so much of the world was, was people were in relationships and one of the people was just right. was there because they just were stuck there. And so, you know, we would lay together at night and she would like roll into me, like, like into the small of my back or she would try to touch me and I would, you know, recoil, not because I didn't want her to touch me, but because I was trying to be honorable. Mm -hmm. And eventually, like, she got a boyfriend. Oh, man. Who was and there was because of the terms of your relationship. Well, did she, did she say that she was attracted to somebody else, or was it just, like, not part of the terms? No, she just started hanging out with another boy. Uh, and oh, he was nice and cute. Was, he, was then, he a Greg? He was not a Greg. He was, you know, a guy. He yeah. was fine. 
Um, and then I saw them affectionate with each other and kissing and stuff. <sighs> and I oh. didn't, I didn't, I, I honestly, I had the experience of like not realizing that that had been an option, not realizing that that was when I talked to the doctor later, my doctor girlfriend later and said, why didn't we have sex in high school? She said, you never tried. Hmm. Hmm. And I said, you mean we could have? And she said, yeah, we could have all along. Hmm. I was always surprised that that we didn't. And I was like, huh. I'm intrigued that this never came up in some form or fashion. I mean, believe me, I, I don't know if you know me, but I have a pretty strong personality. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. And hmm. if, well, hmm. and if it is a raid towards something or away from something, both things are, I, I mean, well, it's the thing I was just saying about the other girl. People think that I, because I seem confident, that I'm confident in all the things I'm doing. Mm. And so it seemed to them that I was confidently not having sex with them for a reason. Oh, that you're throwing that shape. Like This is something like, okay, I, okay, I can, I can see that. From where they were standing, they had given me every opportunity. And so from her POV... The the girl at Gonzaga, she felt like she had given the signals all along that she Every, was kind of waving you at least partly in. I would not be averse to something more than just laying very still. Like I am coming over to your house or to your dorm and sleeping with you and trying to cuddle with you. And you are rigid like a board. And you, you didn't want to get it wrong. I didn't want to get it wrong. Mm-hmm. And eventually she was just like, oh, well, I, you know, I mean, it's college, right? So you're hanging out with a yeah, lot of TikTok. And then this other boy was like went in for a kiss and she was like, yeah, like, I mean, it beats not getting kissed. Oh man. And then I was like in the desert again. Ugh. And now in the desert of having met somebody who was really like a peer and extraordinary and somebody that I was like, absolutely like my whole day was oriented around her. And now I was like devastated and couldn't. And then, and so she was like, so she's got this boyfriend and she's like, I mean, I guess, she wanted to keep hanging out, not be. It wasn't she still, the, she still liked your relationship. It wasn't the thing where she was like, "I never thought of us that way." I just always wanted us to be friends. It was because because we started to have this talk right at the end, where I was like, "What's going on with this?" Well, you know, haha, everything's fine, but like, what's uh, who's what's this guy? And and she was like, "I thought that you thought of us." as something friend only. Mm. And so are we still friends? And I was like, Oh, I don't think so. I don't think I can be friends with you now. I'm like super, I feel super devastated. And she was like, what? Huh? What? Mm. This is, and it was just like, it was awful. It must've been very confusing for both of you. It was terrible. So end of freshman year of college, still a virgin. Mm. (laughs) That's right. That's where the story was going. Still a virgin. Oh. I'm now 19 and 10 months, two months shy of my 20th birthday and have uh, hitchhiked around America uh-huh. and also spent a year in college and had a girl, had a college girlfriend uh, and still had never, uh, no, no one had ever touched my mm. penis. Okay. And so at the I'll, age I'll stop of, searching for euphemisms. At the, at the edge, at the age of hmm. almost 20, 
Um, so my birthday's in the middle of September. In the middle of August, <laughs> one month shy, uh-huh. um, I was out with a friend. We were driving in the national parks in my four-wheel drive truck back in Alaska in the summer. And uh, and uh, we were very stoned. And I got pulled over by a park ranger who was also – I was in a four-wheel drive Nissan truck and we were four-wheeling. Uh, up above the tree line, actually, uh, by Hatcher Pass, and this ranger in a blazer, like a big jacked-up blazer, came around some rock and was like, boop! Mm. And I'm like, how do you get pulled over on top of a mountain? And he said, do you have a permit or something? And I was like, I don't know. I'm sorry. And he's like, are you guys stoned? Or like, oh, well, sort of, maybe. I don't know. What do, what do you mean by stoned? Define stone. <laughs> and so... Mr. Liddy. He, he arrested me. Oh, no. And he told my friend, can you drive this truck down off the mountain? And my friend was, and my friend was Peter Nosek, and he was like, totally. Mm-hmm. Thank you, as a matter of fact. And so he put me in handcuffs oh, in the no. back of his park ranger blazer and drove me all the way down out of the mountains, all the way down to fucking Wasilla, put me in jail. Pete, I gave Peter my credit card and peter went and bought himself dinner and videotaped, oh yes okay it's, it's all dovetailing now yes you've heard this story right yeah peter yeah anyway after we finally got out he bailed me out of jail we finally are in the truck we're headed home and there was a girl who went to high school with me but she was a 10th grader when i was a senior and oh. now i was two years out of high school and she had graduated and was going off to smith precocious and she was having a party at her house. She was that, the hostess? She was the hostess of this party. She lived this was one of those um this was one of those Ferris Bueller things where the neighborhood so I grew up in a it was an affluent neighborhood and the neighborhood across the street from ours was also affluent. And she was an affluent girl who had a big house. But she wasn't there none of she wasn't a snob. She was like a she was she was just I mean, I remembered her as a tenth grader as being just she was on the cross country running team. She was a fun mm-hmm. fun girl. She was having a party. And you she, were acquainted in high school. We were acquainted. She was a member of my gang, but she was like young. She was a 10th grader. And I was not a senior that, well, clearly by this story, I was not a senior who was scamming on 10th graders. Mm. I couldn't even get a thing going with somebody my own age. Yeah. But so she says, somehow she connects. The, I mean, we all, you're home in the summer. Everybody knows who you are. Everybody knows where everybody is. She uh-huh. had gotten an invitation to a party she was having at, called the Sex on the Beach Party. And I didn't know what Sex on the Beach was, which mm-hmm. is a, a drink, it's a right? It's an alcoholic beverage. Alcoholic beverage. Mm-hmm. And at this point in my life, almost 20 years old, if you just said the word sex to me, I would, I, you know, I would start to fidget, mm. right? Just the word sex was, was almost more than I could handle emotionally. And she was like, come to my sex on the beach party. Mm, stop saying that. And I said, I said to myself, like, what, you can, what, what? <laughs> yeah, you can just freely say such a thing. You can yeah. just freely say sex on the beach yeah. and not get flustered and blush. Like, are you saying this to me because you are, you're in love with me? And it was just like, <laughs> no, it's just the name of a drink. <laughs> such idiots. <laughs> and I was like, okay, all right. So, so you do or do don't want to have uh, sex on the beach with me. Mm. 
and it was just like, just, I'm um, just a party. It's a party yeah. just come, come, just come to the party. And so I'd just been arrested, right? I, Peter had just bailed me out and I was like, let's go to this party. Peter didn't know anybody at this, at this party. Cause he went to a different school. We show up at the party. It's all the kids that had been 10th graders. Oh, that's such a weird school. feeling. But now they're all graduated. They're all going to college. They're all like, they feel like they're grownups. They're all 18, sure. 19. They're in the and floor. I was, yeah. and because I was a year younger, right? I'm only 19 too. Okay. So, but I'm, but I also have been out of school for, they all think of me as like a senior, that graduated like a veteran too. of the psychic wars. Right. Mm-hmm. So anyway, drinking, partying, I'm feeling pretty, it, I had that feeling that you're, that you probably had, which was, I was finally the oldest kid in the class. I remember going back another Prince anecdote. It was when Kiss was popular. I remember going to a party. My my friend Brian said, let's go to this party. It's a bunch of seniors. It was like a year or two after. And I just remember thinking it was it was the strangest experience. I mean, it was like a dream. Because mm-hmm. it was all people that I thought of as my not inferiors, but as my juniors. Kids. kids they were yeah. kids. And they were kids and they were out there out there with their with their solo cups and MTV and I don't know what to think of it. I did feel a little bit out of place. Anytime I went to parties that were hosted by younger people, it, it gave me a little squeaky feeling. But well, I did like I did like feeling like a big baller. Not not, not in the balling sense, but in the right. sense of like I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to really light this place up with right. my the... college age personality. And that was me. That was me in this in this situation. But also like these were the kids that had made up the rank and file of the group of like college going smarty pants you know, oh, so like they're, they're better than you. No, they no? all looked up to me. Really? Like I was, because I was, because I had been a leader of that group. Okay. I just was the one that got bad grades and hitchhiked across America, but it, I, it didn't I was sex. A, yeah. I was a leader of the preppy smarts. Okay. And so here I was at their party. Like they were really thrilled that I was there. And, you know, and it was one of those nights where I was just on. I was just on yeah. my game. I was funny. I was being cool. And at the end of the night, and there are kids passed out on the floor. It's, it was a huge party, right? Keg cups everywhere. And the last two people standing are me. You, you and the hostess? And the hostess. <sighs> Everybody else has crashed, inclu- including Peter, who just wandered off into some back closet and made a nest for himself. And we're sitting there and she's like, so, you know, it's been great to see you. Like, super glad that you Mm -hmm. came to the party. Mm. And I was like, yeah, I'm really glad I came too. Mm -hmm. And then parents just don't understand came on the stereo, Mm. which was a brand new song at the time. But I was really keyed into rap music during this period. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I knew all the lyrics to Boogie Boys, um, You Ain't Fresh. Like, mm-hmm. I was pretty good at it. Pretty good at rapping. And uh, Parents Just Don't Understand came on, and I sat there next to her on the couch and rapped the whole song to her. Oh, I bet she melted. And she did. And I was just <laughs> the like... Hostess, she's got stamina. She's still does. up and at it at this hour. She must have been really, like, wired right. Well, because I realized later she had set her sights on me. She actually did send me the Sex on the Beach party invitation knowledgeably. Uh Uh-huh. And then she she tolerated your whole misunderstanding about what words mean. Uh, You came to the party. I came to the party. I was exactly what she'd hoped. You were rapping rapping John. 
the star of the party. Yeah. And then there we are at the, there we are on the couch and I'm not like rap. I'm not putting on a big presentation. I'm like rapping in her real ear. Low key, like, real low key. That's right. Like, <laughs> I don't mean to bust your bowl. I ordered two big Macs and two large fries uh, and yeah. Cokes. Mm-hmm. I got arrested. The car was impounded. There was no way for me to avoid being grounded. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then she climbed into my lap and oh she boy. was like, do you want to, do you want to, do you want to have sex? No. And I was like, oh, sure. <gasps> Wait for a the minute. Fir- for the first time, I did not go, huh? What? 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 Who? What? Because it was all, it, it was, was all, organic. It was all happening. Mm-hmm. Right. And she had, she was confident enough that she was like, what do you because the thing is so you did you did actual pants stuff this was the thing all of the people in my high school thought that i was really good with girls Mm -hmm. because i was popular everybody liked me i was always surrounded by people and girls liked me and girls came on to me and this was visible to everyone else but not me Hmm. so everybody thought that i was sick that i was I was not a I'm not a player because there weren't re, there weren't stories going around about how I had. Well, had it doesn't need a name. They, their notion was that you were somebody who was confident about uh, uh, dealing with the opposite sex. You, right. you and exuded I think, confidence that you didn't have. Maybe the assumption was that I was having sex with girls that were older at a different school or something. I mean, you know, there was a no one. <laughs> She's in Canada. She's, she's my girlfriend in the Niagara Falls area. Yeah, right. So, so when she said, "Do you want to?" Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm, sure. Oh, and boy. she thought that she was like, uh, that this was how grownups talk to each other. And I was like, oh, is it just like this then? And we went into a room and she was like, all right. Okay. You know, but she found like a condom in oh. a box of them that okay. she had. How much longer is this? Oh, you want me to walk you through the whole thing? Oh, I do not. I'm already uncomfortable. <laughs> I know you are. So, and then, then, was, then everything then changed. Then it happened. There and were then pants I was, things. And then I was, uh, then I had had it. You, I had had yep. sex. Did it change your life? Were you a different man? Well, so she and I had, uh, for the last month of the summer, had a great relationship. You had she, a relationship. I love hearing that. She was just, she was very much like the girl that I'd known at Gonzaga. Smart. You owe her a Coke. You should, you should um, say thank you to her. Well, I have over the years. Okay. I've, I've re- because years was she, aware later, she was aware of her role. No, she was not. She years was not. Rapping R- John's not going to let on. She came to a long winter show in 2006 <laughs> in uh, Arizona. That's a long time after. She showed up. It was many, it was 20, 20 years uh, later. Now we're, we're well and truly into Dan Fogelberg territory. 20 years later, she comes to the show. She's got, um, she was a Jewish girl. And she had uh, her, like, big sort of Gina Lola Brigida, like, big curly black uh, mane. Well, like, like 80s mob wife hair? Yeah, big, big hair. It had mm. turned. But, well, no, she was She didn't spray it up. It just was like that naturally. She was a yeah. pretty natural girl, you know, not like a, she wasn't, um, she didn't have big bangs or anything. She had just natural hair. And it had gone salt and pepper. Oh, so, you know, geez. at the age of 35 or whatever, she had this big curly salt and pepper hair and she came to the show. And after the show, she was like, you know, we were sitting and talking and I was like, you know, I lost my virginity to you. And she was like, what? <laughs> like had no idea. And when we were, we were in a relationship. <laughs> Who else was there? Was Eric there? 
Oh, I don't, you know, I didn't let those guys come around when I was talking to a, to a, a <laughs> to pretty lady. lady. <laughs> in the van. Yeah. I got some business to settle. You know what? You guys go wait on the other side of the bar. I'm going to talk to this cool, nice. Cool, 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 cool. I heard something about 24th and Mission. Cool. <laughs> cool, cool. Cool, cool. <laughs> uh, oh, save me. Save me, Belle. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I need some beef jerky or something.